Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of Dental Business Mentors. I'm here with my buddy, Dr. Justin Bullar. What's up, Justin? Doing good, man. It's always good to be here with you. Yeah, we, you know, we, we do these, we bulk record these. I don't know if everyone knows that, but it's always a good time. We do these once every other month. We get to catch up and just, uh, you know, shoot the, uh, you know what, and answer some questions that you guys write in. And, and we got a lot of questions from you guys these past two months. So keep those coming. It's it's great to not have to think and come up with content. So send your questions in to info at dentalbusinessmentor.com. So what, what do we got today, Justin? All right. So first on the list is managing chaotic days. So how do I have less chaotic days? Yeah, dude, I know how to have a chaotic day. I know how to have, <laughs> I was a professional having chaotic days for almost, I would say six, seven, eight, maybe nine years. I don't know. For me, chaotic days, you know, it, it, there's a lot of pieces that go into it and there's systems that go in there. And I would say, start with that. Like it's really chaotic when you have a lot to manage because people don't know what they're supposed to be doing when they're doing it, and you don't have the systematized practice. So that's a big part of it. But for me, always having a very systematized practice, always having a great team behind me, that was never my failure point. My failure point was in the scheduling. And we I'm a big proponent of block or what you might call template scheduling. And the fact of the matter was, is it was just a little tweak in my schedule, is that we were always behind. We were always having the hygienist numb the next patient. I was always trying to like run down the hallway and then slow down, take a deep breath and walk in and be like, oh, hey, how are you doing, Mr. Patient? Not trying to seem like I'm in a hurry, even though I'm like sweating my ass off and I'm running in and out. And for me, it was just giving myself more time for procedures. Now, that's not an option for everybody. I'm talking about I was doing these very quickly, very efficiently. I was working with my assistants very efficiently, but I was just kind of in denial on how fast they could go. And when you think of, say, hey, how long does it take you to prep a crown? You might say, I don't know, six, seven minutes, five minutes, whatever it is. But that's like, when you ask a doctor that, they always give you the perfect scenario. This is when nothing goes wrong. This is when, this is how long it takes me to take out an upper molar with, with three crazy roots. And if it goes perfect, but then you don't build in that buffer time and for me, changing my schedule, just giving myself just 10 more minutes for each of these little blocks, I, I look back in retrospect and say, why the hell did I live so miserably at my practice behind chaotically every day for my entire career until I just finally said, you know what, we're going to back off on the production goal a little bit and we're just going to enjoy being at work a little bit more. And for me, that was the chaos. It was, you know, it wasn't the systems, it was the schedule. But I, what would you say, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I think you touched on a lot of good points there. So it depends on what the intention of this question was. If it was from a clinical schedule perspective, then yeah, what you're saying makes sense. If it's from the management side of things or working on your business side of things or just life in general, less having less chaotic days, that's another thing. So I want to try to answer this so that you can apply it to either. So the first thing is when it comes to scheduling, 
I think it's important to, it's this idea of if you fail to plan, you plan to fail kind of idea, right? So if you talking about it clinically, it's important to look at that day and rehearse that day. And I'm a fan of huddles. I know they're debatable. Do we do a huddle? All my offices do huddles. They always have, and they benefit from those huddles. I think the key for those is just to identify those landmines in the day where it will get chaotic, right? And I think if you become very accustomed to that habit and just identifying those landmines, you understand and anticipate the chaos and you can plan it early on in the day where an assistant will say, no problem. If Mr. Jones comes in over here next year, root canal for their emergency and their same day treatment, I'll go put him in op number five. Right here, we have an idea for what's going to happen because it's all clustered and tight here and we're a little concerned, but it'll be okay. And we'll finish the day on time. It's that sort of idea. So I think you need to plan and uh, the morning huddles are great. You can also forecast that schedule. Forecasting too far in advance, you know, a lot of coaches, consultants and stuff would recommend forecasting. But the trouble I've seen with that in the last 24 months and beyond is the schedule doesn't always stay the same, right? I mean, what you saw a week ago when you forecasted it is a different schedule. So forecasting helps maybe 24 hours in advance. Uh, Beyond that, I wouldn't suggest doing that. So from a clinical perspective, it's what you said, schedule well, plan that schedule out with your team and then forecast maybe 24 hours in advance. I think that's that's huge. When you're talking about it from the perspective of just managing chaos in general, I think that's what I've really, truly, my life mission is to master chaos. I think that's where I can become a ninja warrior. Yeah, I'm (laughs) excited to hear your response to this part because I'm still working on it. (laughs) Yeah, so I feel like chaos is, I mean, it's all over the place. If you came into my life on a day-to-day basis, three kids, right? I'm, you know, my wife is here and she's wonderful. She helps put a tampon on a lot of that chaos, but... The point being, there's a lot, there's business, there's myself to manage, there's the, the family and all the other things going on. And so I think the key again there is to really set your priorities on a day-to-day basis. Otherwise, your day just gets away from you. And if you're anything like me, if you don't discipline yourself to do this and you go by your innate reaction, it's going to be to just get up and be like, all right, what should I do today? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did that for a long time and it just didn't work because I felt great being busy, but then I just let everyone in. I picked up all the calls. I returned all the emails. At the end of the day, I didn't drive the needle forward in any significant direction in areas that mattered the most. Like I felt good. I got the dopamine hit. Like, yes, I was productive, which feels good and it's seductive, but it's not practical and it's not moving the needle anywhere. So the first step that I do now is the night before I list three to five tasks that are going to be needle drivers for my main goals. So let's say your main goal, you know, let's use productivity as a goal, right? You know, revenue as a goal or something of that nature. What are the three to five tasks, whether that means meetings with my teams, hard conversations, marketing, whether that means doing more procedures, whatever that may be, I'm going to write those three to five things down and I'm not going to let the day go by without getting those done. And in fact, I'm going to do those before noon. Because my brain works best between like morning and noon. Afternoon, you can fill it with meetings and less high value things. So write those three to five things down and do those. That's part one. The second thing is insert people in your life who you trust to delegate tasks to. If you don't have those people in your life, whether that's your spouse or your manager or an assistant or whomever, if you don't have that and you're all alone at this, then you may want to consider actually documenting for a period of time where most of the chaos stems from and think about whether or not you can delegate some of those tasks. 
The other thing is anticipating chaos, <laughs> like, you know, it's going to happen. And so expecting it. Right. And so I think the significance we attach to an event is the most important. So five, 10 years ago, any call from my team would be treated with the same intensity. Like, okay, they're calling something must, but then sometimes it's just stupid things that, that don't need to be dealt with by me. And it's my fault. I didn't train them well on it. Right. So you know, I don't need to be involved in ordering or if something, if a plumber needs to be called to the practice or if there's an issue with the alarm company or whatever it may be, like these frivolous tasks that I don't need to be involved with. So I think it's important to have people who are well-trained that can deal with those things, but anticipate disasters and anticipate fires and learn to actually place a value on them. Like, for example, if I get an email or a phone call from a team member that is really in my mind, a non-issue, I'm just not going to answer that. It's going to go on the back burner. I'll answer things that are relevant. Like I'm dealing with a marketing company and a campaign's not working. That's a major problem, right? A team member is expressing to me that there's a cultural problem at the practice and people aren't getting along or they're at odds. That's a major problem. And so what I do is I take the time to deal with those. And then on the back end, I will have flexible time at the end of my week on a Saturday morning or a Sunday morning in the morning to finish some of those high value tasks that I want to end the week with. So I'll leave you with that. But those that's kind of the process I go through. And I try to stay really disciplined with that process as often as possible. And if you can nail it eight out of 10 times, I think you're going to find there's a lot less chaos in your life. You'll become a master of of controlling chaos. (laughs) Yeah. You know what's good about what you're saying is it always comes back to that whole planning thing, getting clear. And we're coming up on 10 minutes, but in the delegation thing, like I, I came in the practice the other day and we had a new doorknob on the bathroom yeah. and I said, what's up with this new doorknob? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I noticed it was different and I guess it wasn't locking and somebody went to the hardware store, they got a new doorknob and they made it freaking work. Nobody told me about it. It was great. And I'm just like, man, I love you girls. You guys are the yeah, best. Like, but absolutely. at the beginning of my practice, that would have been a phone call. What yeah. do I do? What do I do about this doorknob? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's good to have people that you trust and I, I love the planning element. So Send your questions, info at dentalbusinessmentor.com.